Hello once again, everyone. Thanks for tuning in to another edition of AIW's The Card is Going to Change. And before we get into this week's episode, uh, of course, we want to say, boy, I can I can almost talk, John Thorne. That's what happens when you take two weeks off. Jumble your words. Uh, we want to give thanks to our sponsors that help us bring the show to you for free on whichever podcast platform you choose to listen. Uh, thanks to uh, our good friends at Smoke and Jay's Barbecue. We always have a good time and appreciate them uh, coming up to Cleveland when they can. And uh, I do believe that Smoke and Jays will be at uh, Toy Ohio in a few weeks. Can't completely confirm that at the moment, but I believe that that's the case. Uh, I'm, not, I'm, I'm, I'm not too up to date on my Smoke and Jays news and rumors, but I do think that they uh, will be doing more of their you know, pop-up restaurants in Maslin. I think I read that the other day oh there you go well hey if you want to keep up with it just follow them on social media at smoking underscore jays bbq on everything social media and you can catch up on everything that they are doing where they'll pop up next uh, thanks to smartmark video and their merger with iwtv watching aiw has never been easier you can go to smartmarkvideo.com and if you're a fan of the physical media purchase any aiw show that has ever come out on DVD or digital, all available for you right there at smartmarkvideo.com. You can also join independentwrestling.tv. Use the code ABSOLUTE so they know that we sent you, and you'll get not only a rotating archive from AIW shows, past and present, but also countless other independent wrestling promotions as well, uh, along with archived interviews with different people. There's uh, a whole lot of fun stuff on there, aside from uh, just modern current wrestling as well. So, all of that being said, we roll into this week's show. Uh, of course, AIW owner John Thorne is here. My name is Steve Guy, your moderator of sorts. And, uh, you know, we're going to bounce around a little bit on this week's episode. We've got a show coming up at the Odeon here in a few weeks in February. Uh, but before all of that, it's time, it's time for the shout out segment, John Thorne. We haven't done these in, in, a, in a couple of weeks. I don't know if there's a lot to shout out at the moment, but yeah, what are you shouting out? out? Well, what are you shouting out? sad, sad shout out, uh, double shout out to, you know, the celebrities we lost last week, Meatloaf and Louie Anderson. Those, uh, close personal friends of yours, close personal friends. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know Louis Anderson? You ever watch anything he was on? Oh yeah, man, Louis Anderson. He had that cartoon when I was growing up. Life yeah, I was just talking about like that. that today. Yeah, Life with Louis. Man, that was so good. I watched I that, that all the time when I was when I was growing up. Uh, Louis Anderson. I mean, he was like in all sorts of movies and TV shows and stuff like throughout yeah. the late eighties and nineties. So his big breakout pretty, was uh, uh, Coming to America. He was in that and was, was great in that and this his small role and. Family, he's always former host. You know, uh, as somebody that uh, does not frequent too much stand-up comedy, but I do frequent a lot of stand-up comedy documentaries. Louis uh, Anderson was always a talking head in many uh, comedy documentaries or like TV documentaries, like not official film documentaries. You know what I mean? Just like shows about uh, stand-up comedy with talking head things. Louis Anderson seemed to be on all of those. Yeah, he's you know because he's the kind of guy uh, similar to when, when Bob Saget passed away. Uh, 
Louis Anderson is someone that was like very beloved by a lot of comedians and a workers worker. It would, it would seem. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody really just truly enjoyed him. And, uh, you know, he could just kind of be friends with anybody. And that's why he knew all these stories and he pops up in all those documentaries because people just enjoyed having him around. That's what I mean. That's why I like watching those uh, stand-up comedy documentaries because there's so many parallels between independent wrestling and the camaraderie between stand-ups and you know what I mean. And wrestlers, it's all very similar in the fact that you know behind the curtain, so to speak, is like it. I, I know fans think it's like this mystic world that it's not, but it, what it really is is like uh, you know, kind of this like. Uh, force field of you know like friendships that are be that that you know are formed behind that curtain or that imaginary wall or whatever uh, I think wrestling and stand-up comedy are, are very similar in that respect yeah uh, I'm gonna throw a shout out to you and the uh, the office chat because you guys have been talking about righteous gemstones for so long and I are you finally, finally on board? I finally took the dive. I'm five episodes in now. It's such a good show, man. Season one? Season one? Season one. Season one still right now, but such a good right. show. Yeah, I'm not season two is uh airing currently, so I'm I'm up to date. I just watched the newest episode yesterday. Uh I love uh you know, I'll give a shout out to Danny McBride, uh a true uh a true genius uh in uh film and television. Uh, you know, one of a kind yeah, of this generation. Absolutely. Also responsible for the Halloween remakes, Danny McBride. I don't know how many people put that together, but I didn't uh, know Danny, that. Yeah, Danny Mc, Danny McBride wrote and produced uh the trio of Halloween movies. Uh, you know, the last one is coming out, I think, this October. But uh, all of the new Halloween movies since, like, you know, twenty eighteen. Uh, last year and then this year they were all written and produced by Danny McBride and his writing oh, partner David Gordon Green it's kind of like way outside of their you know realm of things that they you know typically worked on together but you oh. know a little little interesting fact I mean it's not that <laughs> it's not that interesting of a fact I think a lot of people know it but uh, if you're not like really in tune with you know the horror end of things. I don't think people realize that Danny McBride is the one that is producing the new Halloween movies. Yeah. Uh, shout out to, well, in general, shout out to our friends from AEW who will be in Cleveland this week. Uh, you know, hopefully we get to see some of them. That'll be nice. But uh, in particular, I had to give a shout out to the doctor. DMD. Is that right? Yeah. Uh, Britt is on a um, a streak lately of hanging out with people that are on my list of people to like just kind of hang out with. Uh, she has been hanging out with uh, at these cons, like the oh yeah, she, cons. she does like she does these cons, and then she'll like before she posts the stuff on social media, she'll like send me the stuff, and I'm just like, what the fuck, like you know, uh, like her and Martin Cove, sensei, John Carice, like that one yeah. was, uh, from a while ago, who I guess she was like trying to get him a gig in AEW, but it, it didn't line up cause of Cobra Kai, but, uh, well, she's hanging out with David Kechner 
uh, who, if you if you've watched Saturday Night Live, you know who he is. If you ever watched The Office, he's Todd Packer. I love him from Anchorman as well as a champ. Oh yes. So I think that they have the same agent. So all the people that are represented by this agent that gets her on all these cons, she has like a special convention agent. I think he represents a lot of these people. So they all kind of get together after the fact, you know, or, you know, go out to a bar or whatever. Yeah. But, uh, you know, I, I, I'm not an office person. I don't know anything about the office, but I know that she hung out. She was with some girl from the office. That's pretty famous a couple months ago. And, uh, like Ron Perlman, like she showed me pictures of Ron Perlman with the belt, like the AEW belt and meatloaf. I mean, RIP meatloaf, right? He had yeah, one, yeah. like she hung out with him. Uh, but yeah, she's, uh, I, I mean that now I, <laughs> the wrestling stuff is cool, but I would love to just be, you know, in that business of signing at these conventions with all these kind of like yeah. obscure celebrities. Right. And last week, uh, she appeared on Nick Cannon's daytime talk show, and uh, yeah, and she she put him in the in the finisher. Yeah, and, uh, I'm just gonna say Drumline is one of my all time favorite movies. So big <laughs> Nick Cannon fan over here. <laughs> That's not true. That's nobody's favorite movie. It's one of my all time favorite movies. Drumline, <laughs> Drumline, dude. I, I don't believe that. Like guilty, I, guilty pleasure, I've never, man. I've never seen it, but I don't believe it at the same well, time. Well, you should watch it, uh, starring Nick Cannon, uh, Zoe Saldana, uh, oh, Orlando Jones. You remember him, the Seven Up guy? Make Seven Up yours. Is that Joanna Man? In it. Who's Joanna Man? Oh, we ran into Joanna Man at somewhere. Oh yeah, uh, I forget who Joanna Man is. Um, I'm going to look this up while we, while we do this. Juana man was, uh, Oh no. Do you think, are you thinking of Tommy Davidson? No, that's not Juana man. Juana man was also, uh, in Friday the 13th part five. Juana man. I don't remember. The guy that played Juana man. When we when AIW we did in 2007 we did a show WrestleMania weekend in Detroit, yeah. and we were downtown looking for a bar to watch WrestleMania at. Biggins went to WrestleMania. I did not, and we were in a bar and it was really busy. And Juana Man was in there, and he just walked by, and we we're like Juana Man, and uh, he was very happy. He, he was very happy to be recognized. <laughs> Miguel Nunez is what it says, but uh, hell yeah. So shout out to the doctor, just hanging out with all these cool people, man, that I would, I would hang out with. She's doing great. Doing great there. Um, yeah. So AEW Derek, is this, this Wednesday. Uh, it is I'm, at the Wolstein center. I, I, unsure if I will be in attendance or not to no. be determined Ooh. to be determined. I'm sure, you know, somebody with tickets. I don't know. It's a hot ticket, I guess. I guess it's a pretty hot ticket, so we'll see what happens. Uh, Derek Director, Derek Dillinger, I should say, wants to give Swaggle a shout-out. Saw him over the weekend, I guess, so 
Shout out to Swaggle from Derek Dillinger. Uh, he's coming. He's coming back on the February 11th. I don't know yeah. what to do. I mean, I think he's just coming in to do commentary. I don't know. That's fine. <laughs> I don't know. He just said, "Hey, I'm coming." What and then he had a show. He, he had a show in Mississippi, and now that canceled on him. So now he's staying the whole weekend. He's doing Toy Ohio too. Oh, he wasn't going to do Toy Ohio. No, Uh-oh. he was just. He was just like. Uh, his Friday was open, so he was just coming to AIW, and then he was going to Mississippi, and now Mississippi canceled, so now he's just going to do Toy Ohio. Okay. Well, all right then. And uh, so he's going to spend Valentine's weekend with, uh, with the AIW crew. Uh, I'm surprised no no shout-outs for you from uh, David Ar- for David Arquette, huh? I know you guys saw the new Scream movie finally. Oh, I mean, I'm still a little hot that you canceled on that Hell on Earth that one year, but uh, I did see the new Scream. Uh, I went and saw it Sunday night, uh, and I enjoyed it. You I did. mean, I wasn't sure what I wasn't sure what to expect, but uh, Scream, just titled Scream, like not Scream Five, just going with the original title to confuse people, I guess. Yeah, it's like uh, kind of a reboot, kind of a sequel. It's like I don't know they talk all these insider terms throughout the movie like it's like a requel i don't know but uh i liked it i thought you know i didn't know what to expect uh and uh i thought it was pretty good so shout out to to, uh nev campbell (laughs) close personal friend nev campbell i wish (laughs) all right yeah shout out to, to sid there you go uh okay Anyway, we'll get into the rest. Of the Let's get into here, it because I, yeah, you know, you know, Kim Bishop hates when we just rattle go too long on the, the shout out segment. Yes, sir. So, uh, well, we do AEW this week, but in three weeks, AIW, we have all sorts of special guests coming to that show for you. Uh, they are officially announced. All, all, all of them are officially announced. I think at this point. Right. Yeah. Unless, unless something, something else comes together. Uh, I was, I was, I was really working hard on something that uh, fell through today. So, I mean, I'm not going to spoil what it was, but I thought we had something, something big lined up. Uh, I've been working on for about 20 ish days and it's officially fell apart uh, a couple hours before we're recording this podcast. So, Back to the drawing board for the one last thing, even though I don't know if the show needs one last thing. Uh, it's pretty crazy just how it all lined up already, but uh, I don't know. You know, always trying to do something. Uh, you know, do one more thing, I guess. Yeah, over so uh, over overcompensate, I guess. Um, we've got Sex Ferguson, who will also be hosting the after party. Uh, we've got Brian Myers, Matt Cardona. Swaggle and Danhausen all just going to be at the show. Uh, well, I guess we know now potentially uh, Matt Cardona and Brian Myers will be wrestling. That is a thing. They've been challenged by the Rip City shooters each individually. So we'll have that. But uh, yeah, all these guys hanging out. What a place to be. You would think that this is All Star Weekend almost, it feels like, but no. It's, well, uh, you know, that's kind of the benefit of lining up with Toy Hio and all this stuff uh, fell into place. Shout out to uh, Rick, who puts Toy Hio together. Um, 
you know, he's uh, been very accommodating to us for the last few years and uh, the relationship continues to kind of uh, grow. And uh, this is an example of it, you know, uh, his convention, you know, starting to carry uh, quite a bit of weight right now. <coughs> and, um, you know, it's, uh, it's really kind of come together for us here, you know, and uh, this is an example of, you know, what we can do if we work together on, on certain things, obviously, you know, we can't always, you know, have this crazy of a lineup, but you know, like he had some things booked and then, um, you know, I reached out to, to Brian Myers and he was available. And then I said, you know, by the way, it's toy Ohio weekend, you know, and then all of a sudden, uh, sex Ferguson is now he's coming and sex Ferguson's coming, <laughs> you know, and then, um, you know, the, the swaggle stuff all fell into place. You know, the, the toy Ohio thing is very enticing for guys and girls because it is such a, a, uh, huge convention at this point. I mean, they, uh, they draw a gigantic crowd throughout the day and, um, you know, huge wrestling fan presence in, you know, in the crowd. So, um, you know, it's, it's just one of those things that is mutually beneficial and, you know, we're like an hour and a half away from each other, you know, so I don't think we're impeding in each other's uh, businesses at all either. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good point. Uh, so that's, you know, that'll be a lot of fun. Um, let me backtrack a little bit because I mentioned the challenges had been made uh, and this took place at AIW's ether uh, a couple of weeks ago at the Winchester uh, our first time at the Winchester in, uh, we, and we were there in September. We were there yeah, so in September. Four months, I guess that would be four months, five months, four months, something like that. Uh, but our first time, first show of the new year, we already got one under our belts in 2022. Uh, how did you feel? how did you feel that went John Thorne? Um, so I was very concerned, you know, um, obviously, coming out of the holidays, you know, everyone saw this crazy COVID spike and, you know, these shortages of tests and like all this, like, it was like the, it felt like the world was ending all over again. You know what I mean? Like when the, when the pandemic first started, uh, so it was super concerning, you know, with the show, you know, like two weeks into the new year when all of this stuff has been going on, you know, and like, people's works are shutting down and changing and reverting back to, you know, uh, remote work and COVID, you know, a, a lot of COVID protocols coming back into play. So, I mean, I'm not going to lie. I got super, super worried about it. And the tickets were like dead. Like it was like deader than dead ticket wise. Like, uh, so I was very concerned, like, okay, like, maybe this is the last one of the Winchester. Cause I don't know how they're going to feel, you know, if we go in there and we bring them, you know, like at the time, you know, like uh, I think Monday of the show week, like we had like 30 tickets sold or something like that. Yeah. Uh, so it was, it was very concerning. Um, and, you know, <laughs> especially, you know, like I said, no matter, we, we've talked about it before, you know, no matter where people fall or whatever, you know, they want 
people to be vaccinated or have a negative test to attend events there. So that kind of scares some people or deters some people from coming as well, you know? So, um, it was concerning and, uh, tickets, I mean, tickets in the walk-up were like the day, you know, day two days before really picked up. And then the walk-up was like crazy. I told Pedro, I said, you have to stop letting people in. I mean, it's, it's getting too, it's getting too crowded in here. Yeah. We still have to keep it limited. Yeah. You know, I was thinking about this and I I think perhaps one of the factors though, too, is because, you know, the Winchester requires uh, the vaccination or negative tests. And I mean, you could have had some people who were waiting to get their test done or some people who did wait to get vaccinated and then they were getting finally making sure they can get their, their vaccines or people just worried about, like you said, um, maybe they already were vaccinated, but they want to make sure they got their booster and then they were going back out in public because of everything uh, that happened around the holidays. So, you know, I think some of that stuff was a contributing factor, but yeah, people showed up. That's for sure. And, uh, yeah, I mean, it was, uh, it was a pleasant surprise, you know, and, uh, the day of the event, uh, we had, you know, before it started, uh, the presale like exceeded, all of the tickets for the Ace Degenerate show in September, you know, which was very, like very, very light show. So, you know, it, it definitely gave me, um, you know, kind of like that, uh, push of, okay, like let's, let's keep doing these, these Winchester shows. Um, you know, we do have quite a few that are planned. Mm-hmm. Uh, but like, as we, you know, as we said on the, podcast a few weeks ago i mean the rug can be pulled out from underneath that you know in in no time you know so yeah um extremely happy with with how it how it turned out um (laughs) it's crazy to think though that for like janella and shelly for the people that were there for janella and shelly we had a hundred more people in that room somehow uh yeah we than we did uh (laughs) last uh two thursdays ago last what was it yeah. two weeks ago two weeks ago, two weeks ago um yeah. so yeah it's kind of crazy but i i think you know we have a sweet spot of where we will cut tickets off at now you know to where it is um doable and all but also you know and this is the thing that i talked to dom about and the wrestlers aren't going to be too happy about but like everyone's trying to force these gimmick tables in in the back and it, you just can't do it in that place you know like un- unfortunately mm-hmm. like, you know it, it takes up too much capacity so that was also why it was super cramped is you know everyone tried to force these their you know their gimmick tables in and that back wall and yeah. to give themselves space to get behind there and everything, it ate up a ton of space in the room. Uh, and I just don't think, you know, for safety reasons, for, you know, being able to walk, uh, I just think we're going to have to tell the wrestlers they can't sell, they can't sell gimmicks um, until intermission or after the show because it just took up too much space or, you know, if they want to sell gimmicks, you know, they got to bring their own table and they got to, you know, they're going to have to break it down. Uh, before the yeah. show starts yeah maybe we do like uh right if they can break it down and they can pop it up during intermission then yeah sure that's great then you know but that's on you to set it up before set it up during intermission and and potentially and like listen show. like this is always like a contentious 
topic with wrestlers and you know i get it that's where they supplement (coughs) most of their income but Mm -hmm. you know it just doesn't it just doesn't work in that space you know and um unfortunately it's like you know do you do you want to wrestle or do you want to sell t-shirt today you know like that's kind of what it boils down to unfortunately because that room you know it gets tight in there so quick and you know especially because we're trying to accommodate everybody you know we've experimented chairs no chairs standing you know what i mean and yeah so yeah. we went to no chairs last time and people were pissed about it so we put the you know 20 chairs out or whatever um this time you know so uh, unfortunately i want to accommodate the customer as opposed to the aiw student that has a new t-shirt you know and like maybe that sounds bad but if they really want your t-shirt they'll they'll buy it you know after the show or before the show uh or during intermission you know like you're not out there working that table any of those other times anyway you know so um that's well, one thing had, that I want to change. We've had wrestlers set up at the ring previously, plenty of times during those Winchester shows. You know what I mean? Like during intermission or before the show. So that's that's they've got options and places to be. And also the Winchester, I I, I feel, and um, you know, speaking with you agree or not, but it, it more so than the Odeon or you know, a venue like four sports, let's say uh, it's a venue that's a bit more inviting in terms of people sticking around for a while. Like the show ends and the bar is, you know, right there in the room, but it's a smaller venue. So it's, it's much more, the vibe is much more uh, laid back and very like hang out ish, you know, like, Hey, we're all just hanging out and there's a wrestling show is going on. Uh, or like, this is why we're hanging out. So people stick around afterwards. So those, those opportunities to sell merchandise after the show present themselves, I think, so much more at the Winchester than they do anywhere else. So, you know, guys, guys and girls should still have uh, have that time to do so. Yeah, you know, and just listen. Every every wrestler, no matter what their uh, skill level or level of popularity is, thinks they are the most popular wrestler in the world. That's going to get the biggest pop of the night and sell the most T-shirts and merch. Uh, so they all like run to get these tables and it's like, you know, the same thing at the Odeon, like I'll get to the Odeon and you know, every table will be gone and I'll say hey, like, uh, Hey, where's the table for the fucking meet and greet? Where's the table for Matt Cardona? Who's the champion who is, you know, a gigantic attraction, you know, like, yeah, yeah. It, you guys have to, you, you know, if you guys want to sell t-shirts, you have to condense your space, you know, like, um, it's, uh, it's just one of those things that, you know, is unfortunately like you as a wrestler, you have to kind of understand your position and, uh, <coughs> you know, uh, the Winchester, I just don't think that we can do those merchandise tables in that back wall anymore. I think it just ate up too much, too much of the room. Yeah. Now from a wrestling standpoint, I think that ether certainly exceeded, uh, expectations. And I, th- I, you know, I think that we keep raising the expectations in terms of how we feel the shows should go, uh, from a quality standpoint. I got to give a shout know. out I, I, before you, before you continue, I have to give a shout out to Pedro and Dom, uh-huh. uh, because that ring has never <laughs> been the same since, you know, it broke at that one Winchester show. Yeah. Um, yeah. 
and you know we've paid welders we've bought new robes we've done all these different things to try to remedy it and it's never really come back to being the same but pedro and dom got to the winchester super early uh on january 13th and they worked on that ring and did things to it (coughs) to where it is not back to perfect form like it was but they got it to be the the closest it's been since it broke and i'm always you know that ring is always a big concern in doing the winchester shows in general or bringing in certain talents you know what i mean because uh you know i i feel a little you know i feel a little hesitant about putting certain people in in that ring because i don't know you know, what's going to happen because some, you know, sometimes the ropes just won't get tight on it and all these different yeah. things. Um, it was not perfect, but Pedro and Dom worked on it for hours to get it in shape because, you know, I am one that just goes, well, fuck it. Let's just take the Winchester out of the rotation and uh, they very much are proponents in we will make it work. And, you know, uh, since AW started, Pedro has been making things work. But, um, <laughs> you know, I, I just want to give them a shout out because, you know, people were able to, you know, go to the top room and, you know, uh, do dives and, and, and different things on this show to where, you know, it ace degenerates. It was like, you, you yeah, know, it was very, yeah. very, uh, tough uh, to, to work in and you know shout out to the people that did have to work around that and you know that is yeah. why uh, that is another reason why we put a lot of students on these shows you know because uh it is one of those kind of things you have to learn to work with you have to learn to work with the ring uh that you're given for the day but um yeah i'm always super hesitant to uh go forward and they reassure me that they'll they'll make it work, and uh, you know they did. It was uh, the best it's been, and I think that they have a plan going forward that can continue to get it to to that level or continue to improve uh, improve it. So you know, outside of having to spend you know thousands of dollars buying an entirely different ring, uh, I just wanted to give them a shout out for for making it you know passable and you know that added to the quality of the show. Yeah, absolutely. Double shout out to Pedro here. Cause uh, you could check out a podcast with Pedro, a Patreon exclusive, a Pedro Patreon podcast right now. Uh, as he sits down with John Thorne and they talk about kind of the history of AIW and a lot of fans of that. Yeah. People, people are big fans of that. So, um, but yeah, but the show itself in terms of the quality of wrestling, um, you know, I think it exceeded expectations. I know one person that you were a fan of in particular, uh, when we book television stars, you always wonder what you're going to get. And I remember the first time that we booked Matt Cardona and he goes flying over the top ropes at the Odeon. You're like, Oh my God, I can't believe he just did that. Uh, you know, having Max Caster there and his match with Derek very much reminded me of that moment because I thought Max Caster kind of was in the same vein and you know, you you got your money's worth out of Max. Yeah, Pastor, that's for sure. I was uh, <laughs> I was certainly you know I'm certainly a big 
uh, Max Caster fan, I think, you know, some people may think it's a crazy take, but I think he can be, you know, a top, a top dog in the industry. Um, you know, I, I think he has all the tools to, to be that eventually if, you know, they decide to, to go that direction ever, I think he can definitely be, you know, be a guy. Uh, so I was, uh, you know, I've been trying to book him for a while and, you know, there's all these kind of different, you know, things and ways to book AEW talents. And, um, you know, I was finally able to line it up on for a Thursday and, uh, you know, he could have like, he could have came in and, you know, did nothing, you know, the night before he did an angle with sting, you know what I mean? Like, right. <laughs> uh, that was leading to a match with sting the following week on international television. Uh, so he could have came in he could have, you know, did nothing. And, um, I don't really know what the relationship is between him and Derek. I know that they have talked, you know, over the years, I, I don't know to what extent, but, uh, he really wanted to work hard for Derek and, um, he did. And it was, uh, it showed throughout the match, you know, he did, uh, fucking running, you know, cactus elbow to the floor, uh, <laughs> yeah. you know, all kinds, all kinds of stuff that he did not have to do that. I probably wouldn't do if I was getting ready to wrestle fucking sting, you know, right. but, um, a shout out to him. Uh, he was great with all the fans. Uh, you know, he did a meet and greet and, um, you know, uh, not, a not a bad thing to say about him. I mean, I thought it was a great experience and, you know, like you said, <laughs> you never know what you're going to get. Um, when you, when you book somebody that's on television or that's been on television, you know, everyone kind of takes that fame differently or whatever, or, um, you know, the situation of an independent booking differently, everyone kind of, you know, it, it's all, it's never like a, okay, I'm the boss. Here's how it, here's how it's going to go. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, it's certainly like always a unique experience. Uh, whenever you book a star, so to speak. Uh, but Max Caster, I thought was, uh, was great. And, uh, I would certainly use him again if the situation, uh, you know, made sense for both parties. There you go. Um, uh, you know, so quite a few debuts and or just new faces or rarely used faces on this show. Um, and, and I think that's really the fans you, and us that's are very re- happy with it that's really good. The point of these Winchester shows yeah. before we want to make them a little different. We want to, you know, use them to, you know, give talent different opportunities. And, you know, some people will, you know, come back. Some people won't come back. Some people will show up on the Odeon or the Tadmore shrine. Some people won't. Some people will just wrestle exclusively at the Winchester. I mean, um, you know, we're just kind of, uh, you know, putting those, you know, expanding our web, so to speak, uh, of talent that we can pull from if we need to pull, you know, from, you know, you never know who's getting signed, who's not, who's getting released. You know what I mean? Who's right, like right. quitting, who's retiring, who's mad at wrestling. You know what I mean? Like there's just so many things that happen. Uh, it's always good to have a deeper talent pool. Uh, to pull from. So that's kind of the point of the Winchester shows is kind of adding to uh, those relationships and those different talents that, that we can use going forward. 
Yeah, good to see Uncle Chase Burnett. Gets in there. Old man, old man. Mix it yeah, up. Yeah, it was something like, I think Caden said it was like 11 and a half years since his last AIW booking, so that, that yeah, was pretty wild. Yeah. Uh, you know, that was that was a fun match. People were excited about it. They had the surprise of Bobby Orlando getting in there. Um, which, a, a uh, huge shout out to Bobby Orlando, who's I guess been showing up on Barcel Sports lately. Uh, <laughs> he, uh, Nick Sanka texted me about that today. He's like, Do you know that? Did you know this guy? I was like, Yeah, he was on the Winchester show like two weeks ago. He's like, He's on Barcel Sports. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Bobby Orlando actually just kind of, um, you know, shout out to him. He just traveled out to kind of show face. You know, he had been coming out years ago with CPA and they did some, a few dark match things and, and things of that nature. And CPA kept coming and got on more shows. And uh, Bobby Orlando just, he came out. And Max Caster said some cap guys were thinking about just coming out and showing face. And Bobby Orlando did. And, um, you know, it turned out that uh, TKD <coughs> had some sort of, uh, family emergency was unable to make it so a spot kind of opened up earlier uh that day and um you know we you know we kind of looked around to see who was available and uh, bobby orlando was he was there and that's you know uh, and i don't want this to be an open invitation for every fucking wrestler that wants to work for aw to just show up but um you know he just happened to be there when something you know fell through and we looked and he was there and, and we decided to, you know, give him the opportunity. Uh, you know, he had, he had come years before, you know, we we're familiar with him. Uh, so, you know, this is kind of one of those right place, right time things. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, it worked out great. People were excited about that. Um, uh, a couple of very hard hitting ones on this show. Uh, man, that Isaiah Broner and Zach Nystrom battle. Uh, did you did you get to watch that in person? Were you were you preoccupied? Oh, yeah. No, I was. I, mean, I was there, and uh, man, you know, everyone is really gushing over Isaiah Broner, rightfully so. But uh, Zach Zach Nystrom, I mean, come on, like you know, like you have to you have to give it up for that guy for you know going out there and going through that. You know what I mean? Like, uh, yeah. you know, it's one thing to, to, and he dished it out too. You know what I mean? But he did. <clears throat> to, to, to take, you know, to take that, you know, to be on the receiving end of that, like I think deserves just as much props as, as Broner is getting, you know, and, uh, Derek Dillinger is a big advocate of Zach Nystrom. Um, you know, he's been doing a lot of shows in Pittsburgh, uh, these last couple months, and um, he is a, a big advocate of uh, Zach Nystrom and Johnny Patch. Um, so yeah, I mean, uh, Nystrom is a big, you know, he's a big guy, uh, and I think mm-hmm. that, <clears throat> you know, uh, you never know with those, you know, these days, you know, if you're over six feet tall, you know, you might, you're on the radar, you know, so who knows right. what's going to happen, uh, with him, but uh, certainly. A, uh, I, I was a big fan of the match. I think there's a lot of upside to both those guys, uh, Nystrom and Broner. You know, um, Broner, I think, is just a phenom at this point, though. Uh, I think that uh, he is uh, much like Kaplan, uh, 
Isaiah Broner is seems to be just an unstoppable force that can't be explained. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, uh, he has like a gravitational pull, and everyone is uh, is about it right now. You know, and I think you know that is the benefit of the Winchester. You know, um, that's the first time people saw Isaiah Broner was at the Winchester. Um, you know, you're going to continue to see him at the Winchester. He has found his way in. Uh, you know, the, uh, I, I believe the last Odeon show because of uh, cancellation, uh, yeah, of some sort, he Kaplan, found his actually. way in there. Oh, yeah, Kaplan, yeah. So, um, you know, that's what I mean. Like, it's, it's good to kind of expand the web and have more people to pull from and have more established talents that our fan base is familiar with, you know. Yeah. Um, maybe Isaiah Broner goes out at that Odeon and he doesn't have that Winchester appearance, people don't get it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's just kind of the benefit of uh, of the Winchester shows. Whiskers, big fan of Isaiah Broner back there. Uh, the other one with just dudes destroying each other, we rightfully so. You know, the funny thing is we said we were going to make Kaplan and Hoodfoot the final match of the evening because we were nervous about the ring. And then these guys just brawled everywhere but the ring the majority of the match. Uh, this I, I hate to quit like harping on like this is the reason for the Winchester shows, but to be honest, um, I don't watch a lot of other independent shows. I don't watch a lot of any you know any other wrestling you know i I try to really decompress from wrestling like when i'm not doing it so you know hoodfoot is a name that you see everywhere but i mean i've never i've never actually sat and watched hoodfoot you know what i mean um and uh it was a deal that dom worked out and uh he initially you know wanted to have Hoodfoot do something else. And I said, listen, I don't know a lot about Hoodfoot, but what I do know is I think Hoodfoot and Kaplan is the money match, uh, to happen. <laughs> and, um, we made that switch and, you know, I don't I, anymore. Like I don't really buy into like the hype, like of people, the Twitter hype, all that shit. Mm-hmm. Um, I just think that a lot of it, like after just doing this for so long, like I think a lot of it, it just is so unjustified and, you know, or it only works at one place and it doesn't work at another place. And like, you sure you don't get the same, you don't get the same thing. Uh, so I didn't know what to expect with Hoodfoot. I thought him and Kaplan would be intriguing on paper. Uh, I'll say this Hoodfoot. And I told him to his face, I said, you are as advertised. He is as advertised. I mean, everything you've heard about Hoodfoot is 100% true. Uh, I mean, the guy goes hard. And, uh, you know, I am, I'm happy that that Dom kind of pushed it a little bit. But, you know, with that said, Hoodfoot would have – I, I would have never brought Hoodfoot in to the Odeon. You know what I mean? And gone, mm-hmm. hey, man, you know, here you go. Uh, here's a – marquee match at at our main venue, you know, when we have a full roster, I never would have did that. That's just how 
I operate, you know what I mean? Like it's like Hoodfoot is in that, you know, he's in that ascent kind of position right now throughout the industry. And I don't know that if I would, I would have ever did that because, you know, he has ascended elsewhere. So, you know, like it's just kind of like a weird thing. And, uh, I'm, I'm a Hoodfoot fan. I would certainly bring him back again, you know, after, watching him and Kaplan. I mean, they went, they went hard. And I, like I said, Hoodfoot is as advertised and, uh, he was aware of Kaplan and Kaplan was aware of him. And, you know, they both kind of, they work. I mean, as well as those two guys can work together, they worked well together. And, uh, I thought it, it was a spectacle and it was everything that a main event, uh, in AIW should be. And, uh, you know, I'm, I will eat my words for not being on board initially. I mean, Hoodfoot is as advertised and, uh, you know, I think he has a tremendous upside and you'll, there's a reason why he's been showing up on a lot of shows throughout the country. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, the other new face I want to bring up is because constantly on this podcast, when we open it up to questions, Everyone wants to know, you know, is there a rebirth of a quote-unquote women's division coming up? And AIW does a lot of intergender stuff. But we did bring in Katie Arquette, and Megan Myers returned. You know, what did you, what did you think? Um, you know, you have Jocelyn, obviously. We have Eden Von England, who was on this show. Uh is is there are you starting to see slowly and i know we touched on it a little bit but are you starting to feel even more confident that you know this could potentially become a reality down the line well i gotta correct you i i, I believe eden identifies as a non-binary so this is true i don't know correct. i don't know if she would or i don't know if they they would fall into see i'm not good at that the whole thing, i know but uh uh, We're learning. We're trying. I don't know if they would uh, fall into that, but um, and listen with what I've been trying to put together for the last twenty days is any indication. <coughs> Sorry, Justin Summers has a big cough. I think uh, my neighbor's outside smoking cigarettes or something. I'm getting getting a whiff of something up here in the uh, <laughs> upper window uh, of the uh, newly remodeled AW offices, but um, uh. I don't think that there's any uh, any girls' night out events in in sight. I'll say that. Um, <clears throat> I had a long talk with Pedro about it, who was really trying to get it together. And um, you know, we put a list together, and I said, "Well, once we run through these X amounts of females, then where do we go?" You know what I mean? And um, mm-hmm after talking to some of the, you know, people we've had previous relationships with who are now available, I think we're very far apart on, on a lot of things right now, you know? So, um, that said, I don't think there's a girls night out or the AW women's championship returning in the future, in the near future. Uh, but I will say is, you know, Jocelyn, is very active at our school. 
Meg was very active at school. Uh, there is an obligation in an end of the bargain that I must hold up, you know? So mm-hmm. you will see, you know, them get featured on these different events. And with that comes, you know, other talents for them to compete against. Uh, so, you know, this was just one of those opportunities, you know, we haven't really seen Meg do much since the go for broke stuff. Uh, if I'm not mistaken. So, uh, a couple uh, of return show, a couple like, some couple shows. Yeah. Yeah. Couple like dark match things and mm-hmm, mm-hmm. stuff like that, but <laughs> she got in there with the Brazilian giant daddy. She did, uh, yeah. but uh, yeah, so it's just one of those things. And um, you know, Katie Arquette has a lot of people who advocate for her. Um, and you know, as far as her doing AW, it's just kind of you know, been wrong place, wrong time, sort of thing. You know, uh, just not doing a lot of women's matches when she's been coming up. Um, so, you know, this just kind of worked out. And, um, you know, I, I thought that they did they did great. Yeah. And, uh, you know, we won't run down the whole card. There's It's a lot of fun. A lot of very fun show, honestly, top to bottom. Uh, you can go ahead and watch it. On IWTV, it is available for replay already. Uh, that's AIW Ether. Uh, before you know, we we totally end this thing, and we of course went into the Discord and opened it up for questions, as we tend to do here on the podcast. If you ever want to be a part of that, and just in general conversation, all sorts of interesting conversations that constantly take place there in the AIW Discord, <coughs> it is part of the Patreon tier. Go to patreon.com slash AI wrestling. And uh, I believe just the $5 tier gets you into the, uh, Correct. Into, the into the discord. So, um, and, and we, we've been uh, in there. Yeah. We, we've been, uh, well, I've been working on the Patreon and uh, I've been talking to Pedro about it and uh, I've been putting more content and trying to produce more content. Um, I haven't been able to link up with Wadsworth yet to do the North Canton commentary tracks however i've been putting up matches without commentary from north canton street festival uh in the five dollar tier um there's been some extra podcasts that have gone up uh you know we we uploaded a preview in this feed last week of uh one i did with pedro uh that's going to be kind of an ongoing sporadic patreon series of pedro and i just kind of uh talking about cleveland wrestling history and different different things um and you know there's there's all sorts of you know special podcasts that drop on there all the time uh i'm thinking of a way to kind of revamp the tiers uh to make sense but um yeah you know it's it's a work in progress and uh you know i i do feel like uh we said a couple weeks ago uh, i do feel pretty motivated for 2022 and what we can do as a company uh if you know, we continue to kind of work on these additional little things and kind of figure out a way to, you know, to bring it all together. Uh, Patreon is certainly a, a major factor of, of all that, um, that we hope to grow uh, going forward. So 
yeah, just uh, a little plug ski for, for the Patreon. Um, you know, some people just donate like 30 bucks a, a month. It's pretty much a donation at this point. Cause uh, it was supposed to be something else. We're going to have to revamp uh, the tiers going forward though. And uh, that's something that's, you know, I hope to have ironed out in the next few weeks, but uh, yeah. Uh, check out uh, patreon.com slash AI wrestling. All right, so we lead off with questions here. Um, interesting one here. Uh, any interest in having the Ring of Honor title defended in AIW? No, not really. I mean, the Ring of Honor champion just comes in and beats whoever. You know what I mean? Like, it's not going to be. Uh, yeah, there's no chance of it being lost. Whenever there's like a, uh, whenever there's like a defending the title, like. I mean, you you know that that person is, isn't losing. Yeah, with the exception yeah. of obviously, like the IWTV the title, you know, uh, they'll showcase, and and that can be won or lost at various various promotions. But yes, right. I mean, you know, it's just uh, I don't know. Like, I think it's a weird attraction. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Like, like he's just gonna come in and he's gonna like Jonathan Grisham's going to lose the Twan Tucker, you know, like I just think, right. I don't know. Like if like ROH was like saying like, Hey, here's a bunch of money feature our titles. Yeah, maybe. But like to just book somebody <laughs> and pay them a bunch of money and have them like know that they're going to win and your guy's going to lose. Like there's no real rub there, you know, I don't know. Yeah. Um, any interest in bringing in Bandito? Uh, I mean, I sent him an email. He didn't write back. <laughs> so, I mean, I so there know. is interest. <laughs> the interest you know, is there. <clears throat> I mean, maybe, you know, like obviously, you know, especially when all those guys like became free agents. Uh, I certainly inquired with a lot of people just to see, I, I, I just like knowing where everybody's at, you know, yeah, price wise to see if it's doable. I mean, maybe Bandito is, not doable. I don't know. Um, you know, uh, the AIW economy and other wrestling economies are, are, are quite different. So, uh, I would have to see what it would cost and all that stuff from there. But I, I, I did reach out. I just didn't hear anything back. All right. This, uh, this next question, I'm pretty sure I know one of the answers to. And, they do not want you to include someone like Ultimate Warrior or Randy Savage uh, just to book the most money off of. So this is like a personal taste kind of thing for you. If you could book three deceased wrestlers to work AIW, who would they be? Oh, man. Uh, there's a lot of deceased wrestlers. I know. I mean, I think the big boss man would be sick. Uh, Dom and I always, always talk about that. I'm fuck, man. There's so many, but there's like, there's so many dead wrestlers. Uh, I don't even, I don't even know how, I I mean, Bruiser Brody would probably be cool. Uh, that would also probably draw some money. Uh, man. I got a I got a weird one because 
I'm drawing a blank and this person popped into my head. I'm going to go with Big Daddy V Viscera. I think that would be sick. They book him on an indie. <laughs> I mean, he that did a shit ton cool. of indies. He did a shit ton of indies, but yeah, uh, like during like during like the Attitude Era, I always see him on these po- like these like old posters like from like 1998 oh. indies, and it's like Viscera. <laughs> but uh, I mean, that's probably like not the best list because uh, I'm drawing a blank right now. Uh, Mister, oh, Mister Perfect, Mister Perfect, I'll uh, I'll take Viscera off for Mister Perfect. Uh- in, Tom in my Dunn head, I, I, I thought that you would maybe say Boss Man or Mr. Perfect because we've talked about it before. So I was waiting for those to come up. Uh, yeah. And, I mean, and of uh, course, this probably goes without saying, you know, obviously, unfortunately, we would bring Tracy Smothers back. I mean, that's. Yeah, I mean. But that's, that's I think that was, a, that was a given. That goes without saying. Yeah. Um, but yeah, there's, I mean, there's so many. That's such a hard question to answer. Bruiser, Bruiser Brody is a good one. You know, because I think he's a guy that, well, everybody remembers and they talk about, and there's that crazy history. When this question pops up, I think people immediately go to WWE, WCW. You know what I mean? Like they think yeah, it, it's just it's just easy to go that direction, and then they forget to maybe answer that. That's, that's a good one. Um, oh, all right, A-Rose. Steve Guy, how is announcing pro wrestling different than your boxing boxing experience? Uh, I could say I'll tell you this: boxing is very much um, pretty cut and dry. I get in there, and say the names, say where they're from, and that's it. Um, AIW in, in wrestling is a little bit more uh, pizzazz, a little pizzazz, yeah, a little bit. You know, I was in the ring with referee Nick, and um, we're having to do some stuff or kill some time for something real quick or briefly. And at one point he looks at me and, and he's like, hey, you're really more of an MC than a ring announcer. And I was like, yeah, man. I mean, that's, that's what it is here, you know? Um, so it's very different, but, but not different at the same time, if that makes sense. Uh, man, why all these questions for me? What would President Steve Guy tell Steve Guy that started announcing six years ago? I don't know. Don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, you know, that's not, yeah, you can't really, once, once you, once you get through the first one, it's pretty, you pretty much work the kinks out, you know? Yeah, that's exactly. That's what it is, is, is just, there's not really anything you can tell yourself to, to work the things out. It's just, you've got to, you've got to work it out. You got to do it. However, Someone asked about that. They're like, Hey, do you offer ring announcing training at your wrestling school? It's like, well, something you could train you know you just do it and oh there i will tell you this there are some things there are some little yeah but you do it like you, you, you can it. either you can either do it or you can't do it you know like yeah yeah that's true that's true i mean i'm i'm open to giving people some tidbits and things but yeah at the end of the day you can either do it or you can't do it that's just the same like when people ask me like oh i don't get started in comedy and blah blah, blah. it's like look man i can give you stuff but there are, there are theories right in stand-up where people are like, well, you just got to hit as many mics as possible and just keep getting up there stage time, stage time, stage time, and you're going to be better. And that's not necessarily true because you can go out there and you can do mics seven nights a week but still just not be funny. Like that, 
that's that's anything, right? You could just be not good at something, and that's okay too. Um, <coughs> okay, here's a this is a fun one. If IWTV did their life of a wrestler show on an AIW wrestler, who would be some of the most interesting people they could choose? Kaplan, for sure. I don't <laughs> I even know if there's second. That. I don't even know if there's a second answer. Kaplan would be interesting. Uh, I mean, who like who's second? Uh, I mean, Josh Bishop's got an interesting job in life. Um, no, no, I don't think so. I, I think he would be a bad one. You think so? Yeah, just, just, it's just like reg, it's just a regiment. It's just it like is, it is. Yeah, it's just work uh, out, eat, work, work out, go to bed. Yeah, uh, people might like tuning into uh, the PBs if he's getting those saxophone lessons and oh, uh, Jesus saxophone and, fucking and, and, hula hoop and, and being in movies. I don't know if that's his that. life. I don't know if that's his life or if he just does that for Facebook. You know what I mean? I mean, I don't know. I'm certainly uh, not I'm certainly not hula hooping on a fucking Tuesday night. <laughs> I'll tell you that. I don't know. I mean Kaplan's uh yeah. I mean Kaplan's, Kaplan's the, the answer. answer. Kaplan's, Kaplan's the answer. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know I know, I know I don't people, know, but yeah. I don't know who else is I don't I mean it's it's Kaplan. I mean, that's it. Uh, you know, from a totally different perspective, uh, maybe Eden von England, because she's like in that medical field. You know what yeah, I mean? So like if you're into some of that stuff, like it could be, there could be some very interesting things there. But I mean, the, yeah, the, the answer is Kaplan. But I, I'm just, you know, because it's a, <laughs> trying, to, trying to think what, all, what everybody does and like who's got some interesting life experiences outside of, of that. Mean, certainly Kaplan. you're not going to follow nine to five, right? That's not going to be a thing. Yeah. It's just, it's Kaplan. He's it, that's it. Yeah. Kaplan's got the most, uh, obscure life for sure. And hobbies. Uh, and yeah. Everyone else is like pretty, you know, like they say wrestling's like full of eccentrics, but like, the AW school is pretty like level headed, you know? And like, yeah, there's a few like little ticks here and there, but like for the most part, like they're all pretty level headed and, you know, I, I don't want to say they're not interesting, but they're like not interesting in a good way, you know? Uh, you know, for obvious reasons, even though it's not AIW Academy, but he's AIW main roster, I throw a swaggle in there. I think there's a lot of people. Who be I mean, if you go there, like following like, that life. If you go, yeah. I mean, I was looking more at the core locals, but I mean, like, cool, yeah. then you go, you have to go Fonzie or or somebody like that. You know. Oh my God! Follow Fonzie with, uh, I mean, the alligator videos that he sends. Yeah, I mean, that would be one yeah, he's, for sure. He's nuts. Yeah, yeah. Fonzie would be a good follow for that. Um. And of course, as always, we get the question of, you know, is there a desire for you to wrestle more in 2022 thanks to your performance in December? No. Uh, you know, <laughs> every time I feel like uh, it's a good last one until it's not. Uh, but I, 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 I 
never felt comfortable wrestling ever, except for that last one in December. So, I mean, I think that's a good that's a good one to end it on. I mean, maybe, you know, uh, I say never a lot, and then I get talked into it. But uh, I like that. I like that one a lot. I, you know, and it was uh, it was fun, and uh, you know, I was in there with all my friends and and Mikey Montgomery. So, um, you know, I mean, if Mikey Montgomery is the worst, the worst of it, you know, it's pretty, it's not that bad. You know, I thought it was pretty good. <laughs> it was good. It was entertaining. Yeah. You get to, you know, you're in there. Could with have did without the, did without the birthday uh, celebration though. Uh, that one. I don't know how this was maneuvered, uh, but uh, I didn't even know Pedro and Swaggle had each other's phone numbers and how they yeah. came up with this plan. But uh, oh, I was not happy about that. You know, usually when Swaggle wants something, um, I I get a, a text or if he wants to run an idea about you, <laughs> but they had before, they had before going to you. Yeah, they had a spot called and every. I didn't even, I did not even agree to wrestle until like six p.m. that day, and they had cakes and spots called for me and the Duke before I even agreed I was gonna do the thing, do the match. Yeah, that's yeah. what that's what blew my mind because I didn't tell them I was gonna do it, and. You know, they're like, "Oh, do you have your stuff?" And I was like, "Yeah," but they had already had all this stuff. They did obviously in motion. Well, it's not like they the, baked the cake at the Odeon, right? The doors were already open by the time I said, "Yeah, I'll do it." They so, uh, when Pedro showed up um, at Gorilla with those cakes, and it was explaining to me what was going on. Dom and I both were like, "Oh, he's going to hate this," and even oh, yeah. Pedro said, "Yeah, he's going to hate me." And I was like, <laughs> oh, "This yeah. is not." I was like, "This is not good." He's gonna be really angry. I was like, also, I don't he's like, not, he does not like cake. <laughs> yeah, well, that too, that too. But I don't like stuff like that at all. I don't like, uh, and th- that's a big reason why I don't like to wrestle is I don't really like attention on myself at all. Uh, you know, I like you know being behind the curtain, so to speak, or whatever. Uh, so I'm, I just never am comfortable with it. <laughs> so. You know, I, that's that's why I don't anticipate uh, doing much more. You know, when I uh, did it consistently, it was out of like necessity to sell tickets. You know, because I just had a lot of real life friends that I could get to buy tickets and support this company. I was trying to get off the ground. Yeah, but uh, you know, uh, now it, there's like. <laughs> not a lot of reason for me to do it, you know? And like, there's so many more people I think deserve the attention. I don't need to be out there, you know, wrestling matches or cutting promos or, you know, like my, you know, my time is done doing that as far as I'm concerned. But, uh, it was, I thought a, uh, a enjoyable experience. Um, and I felt, you know, I felt that like I felt happy with it, you know, once, once it was over. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. Uh, well, look, hopefully you folks enjoyed this podcast again, check out AIW ether 
on IWTV. And as we wind things down, a reminder, February 11th, we are at the Odeon. There is a slew of uh, special meet and greets going on there. Tickets still remain. There are some still left. We are limiting capacity here once again. Uh, shop.aiwrestling.com. We've got uh, some second row seats available and, uh, so and stage, some stage seating, right? Stage general mission, which is there's only 16 of those tickets available. Uh, so you're either going to be in the second or the third row on the stage. That's it. There's no standing or anything like that. I think people are kind of get tricked by the you know general admission. Uh, maybe I have to revamp what I title those tickets stage general mission but um yeah there's i mean there's uh only 16 total seats yeah so it's just second or third row on the stage and and quite frankly the stage seats are like for your for your money those are some of the best seats at the odium for watching the shows yeah i mean i think they're uh, i think the stage seats are the best seats, you know? So there's, there's only 24 total seats on the stage. Um, eight in the front row and then 16 in the second or third row on the stage, just to clarify that. But, um, yeah, so there's only 24 total seats on the stage and, you know, you're guaranteed a seat. Um, as of right now, I've, we've cut general admission off, um, so there's some second row and some stage drum remission seats left and, <laughs> um, that's it. And, you know, we'll reassess probably, you know, in a week or two, um, to see where we're at on things because I, you know, things are constantly evolving and changing and you, you don't know, uh, I'm concerned, you know, maybe there's some, Restrictions maybe coming down with how things have been going in Cuyahoga County. So we'll see. Uh, so as of now, we're setting it up for 175 and uh, maybe we'll open up more. Maybe we won't. I don't know. Uh, we're going to see how it goes. There you go, folks. Uh, there's your answer. And we've answered all sorts of things for you and talked about a lot of things throughout this episode. And hopefully you all enjoyed it. Uh, For John Thorne, my name is Steve Guy. We'll talk to you whenever we talk to you next, right here on AIW's The Card is Going to Change.